0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable & Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad free The Fable and Folly network supports creators of exceptional audio stories including the one you're listening to right now If you love our shows we want to hear from you complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com/survey This will help us learn more about you what you like what you'd like to hear more of and how we can maintain an inclusive safe atmosphere as a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup,
1: a Vampire Demasquerade live play podcast. I am Silvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. Just before the Friendship Festival, Ridley demanded to know why Everett hadn't found his mum yet, and the rest of the coterie discovered that Everett wasn't supposed to be Sheriff. The festival itself has been a success so far, even though Evangeline's public speaking lessons turned into a puppet show. Val left early to talk to Will, and Doris had an existential crisis. But with Dylan Zane showing up to have his tea leaves read, can Doris prevent herself from starting a bloodbath? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
2: Doris, you have been cleaning up at the tea leaf reading table, and next to you, Val is sitting, and across from Val is Jiro, Kishimoto, uh, your smallest, perhaps biggest fan. But directly across from you, sitting at your table, is Dylan Zane, the leader of the Tremere, who is sitting in a Valentino tuxedo with an hmm. a incredibly expensive silk scarf wrapped around his neck. His hair is slicked back. He is slouching in a way that suggests that he is used to much more expensive chairs, but he'll suffer through this one on your behalf. <laughs>
3: oh, so nice.
2: And behind <laughs> him and spread through the crowd, you can also see about 20 other tremere's all <laughs> in elaborate suits there are five directly behind him the others are just sort of taking in the event but you can tell looking at them there is a lot of peripheral vision watching what doris will do with the tremere at the event uh everett and evangeline can you both roll me a wits and awareness yes because obviously val sitting here sees this but you're running karaoke and teaching public speaking to kids there's a lot going on yeah Also, you're expecting a heads up from a Bruja clan leader who got frustrated that you're calling the event early.
4: One success for Evangeline.
2: Four successes for Everett. Hey. Everett. You see this from where you are at Ripcord Mechanics where you're doing the karaoke, but you are a ways away from this. So you can get here eventually if you want to start heading towards this. I but you'll be, would like to. I was yeah. going to say, you'll be abandoning your karaoke duties, which you've been just well, nailing. Well, I did, you know,
5: I did make the the autoplay YouTube playlist for that's just true? karaoke tracks. So I'm just, that's going. And yeah, ads will play and shit like that because I don't have the premium YouTube or anything like that, but. Yeah, I, don't, I don't it's care. A, it's a lot
2: of squash soap. That's yeah, what's that's, that's what's right, appearing. Yeah. And we hate that guy, was the yeah. thing we agreed on as yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you are making your way over, but it will take you a moment to arrive. Dylan Zane is sitting opposite you, Doris, and he is asked to have his tea leaves read. And this is a tea leaf reading tent. Great. What do you I'll do tea or say?
3: Oh, oh, okay. Um. Um... Now, when you say, read my tea leaves, is that some sort of threat? Or do you just generally want me to read your tea
2: leaves? (laughs) Do you know what? Why don't we take the leaves out of this? I've, I've heard you've got an amazing tarot deck and I would love to see the future for both you and I. And it's worth flagging before we dive too deep into this because I feel like you're thinking hostile thoughts just looking at you. And I do want to be clear that with the number of Tremere I have at this event, we could just snap you and your sheriff's friends and just about anybody who comes at us into torpor instantly. So let's all play nice because there's a lot of mortals around and I'd hate for a bad thing to happen.
3: Bad things happen every day, Mr. Zane. I don't think you'd want to be the cause of this one.
2: Exactly. So let's let's just do a little tarot reading. I'd love to know what you see about me.
3: And she kind of gives the side-eye to Val um, And says um, Well, lucky for you, I do have my deck
2: He butted in line, why does he get to go? Because he's threatening to kill everyone Oh, should I leave? I think you should Okay, bye. And he just he just waves to you both, and then books it the hell away from this conversation to go. Oh, is this Jiro? Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, got it. Oh.
2: He's clear now. You did all okay, right. Okay,
6: good. And Val is just sitting there making knife eyes at this guy, <laughs> uh, and also watching Doris. Like, mm, if Doris wants to rumble, we will try, but. For now, just. does not want to rumble. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. So I'll,
3: yeah, I will read this man's uh,
2: uh, tarot. Great. Are you going to shuffle the deck? Does he take the cards? Do you take the cards? We haven't seen you do a tarot reading for someone who's not you. So I don't know what your process is.
3: She's going to say, um, all right, there is a very specific formula to this. You're going to need to take the tarot deck in your hands. Do you understand? Okay. And then you're going to need to do a dance.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: And she just kind of hands over the deck to him.
2: Great. I would love for you to roll a manipulation <laughs> <laughs> and a cult. Okay. Uh, one,
3: two, three. Oh, bring it on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bitch. All right. (laughs) Uh, One, two, three, four successes.
2: He, it is a tie. So he looks at you... And shuffles the cards in his hands and just says, oh, you need a little dance then. How about this? And he just does a little quick Hillary slash Shaquille O'Neal shoulder. And then he hands <laughs> the cards back to you.
4: That's like really hot in New Haven.
2: Listen, it's is a popular a, move. Is it a popular move?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I guess she'll just look at him
3: and raise an eyebrow and just say, um, well, I hope that's good enough for the spirits. Uh, and she'll start shuffling.
2: Interesting. So, why did you leave the pyramid and break every blood oath you'd ever made? I just have to ask.
3: It's easy to get bored after 400 years. I had higher ambitions.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Shuffling.
7: <laughs>
2: so, why do you... Tr- it just turns to Val. Why do you trust her to stay with the department? If she betrayed an organization she'd been loyal to for for 400 years, doesn't that doesn't that seem like she's somebody you couldn't count on in in the heat of combat?
6: I don't want to fucking talk to you.
2: Yeah, but see, you're part of a public service and I'm one of the clan leaders, so you kind of have to.
6: <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm listening and you're talking. That's my fucking service.
2: <sighs> you're so boring okay but back to the cards i guess
6: and she's
3: uh as she's kind of laying the cards down she says um i think you mistake that my time in our little organization for voluntary i learned what i could and then i got the, i got out i never wanted to be there in the first place
2: But you swore the entry oaths. You joined the family. You joined the clan. You exchanged the blood. You did all of the things required to get all of the power that's given to you. And then you just abandoned the responsibility. You're like the worst Spider-Man ever.
3: (laughs) Is it half man, half spider?
2: Essentially. We don't really need to get into that.
3: Is it a man who's a spider? Was it... Was he a spider before he was a man or a man before he was a spider?
2: Man first, then spider powers. Similar right. to, I'm imagining you're a wall climber yourself. Some of that. A little stronger. Ooh. No blood required. Hence, fantasy.
3: Fine. Um, and uh, she's going to, yeah, she'll, she's going to um, uh, draw a card for him.
2: Fabulous. Can you roll me a wits and a cult?
3: Yes all right one two three four five success five successes
1: nice
2: you flip over a card and it is deeply unsettling because you're expecting one of your many animal cards you know you've, you've got this custom deck it's it's all a part of your life and instead what you see on the the card as you flip it over is a pyramid with lightning striking behind it, with two massive chains dangling down with empty shackles at the end, and an all-seeing eye floating at the top of the pyramid staring at you. Okay. And you flip the card over, it has the same back as your custom deck. Yeah. But the front is this looming pyramid threat.
3: Right. Okay. 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 (laughs) what fun Um, (laughs) she's just going to kind of um, turn it around and show him and say um, I find that my readings aren't quite as on the nose as this one Mr. Mm -hmm. Zane but uh, I do believe that this means that you are um, as the kids say uh, up to some bad shit (laughs)
2: Oh, interesting. And you
3: might think that those chains are for me, but they're not there for you. The pyramid will chain you forever.
2: I I was... I mean, I I welcome that. The pyramid is an eternal commitment, as we all know. And behind him, all five of the Tremere just say, all hail the pyramid, all hail Dylan Zane. So forever's fine. But I'm wondering if, if, if your magic started to affect things, because... Here, just let, let me do a, a quick a quick reading for you, maybe. We can see how this story no, plays no, no, out. No, no,
3: no, no, that's, no, that's not how it works.
2: And he uh-huh. takes out a deck of cards uh, and, and gives them to you to shuffle and do a little dance. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Here is the question. You know that he has to have fucked with your deck somehow to get that card into it. Yeah. Do you want to try to fuck with his deck in turn? And if Ryan. so... Is ow. that
3: even a question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I would.
2: So let's just do competing wits and occult, because that's what I've been doing for him to like affect sure. your cards or affect your reading. So just sure. a, a wits and occult. And again, okay. you can push this for a rouse check if you want to try to influence the roll in your favor. Uh, Which will give you a bonus die.
3: Yeah, sure. I'll just roll a rouse check. Uh, it's a Pass.
2: Great. So you're you're still only at one hunger, but uh, you get an additional die for your pool.
3: Cool. Eight dice, baby. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh no. Um. That's three successes.
2: Three successes. Uh. You try. To, to affect his cards and slip a card or two into his deck knowing you can get them back through magical means uh, and hand it back to him. And he just says, oh, I'm afraid you you left something here. These two are yours. And he just flicks your two cards back to you. Uh, and he, he flips over the deck and then he just lays out, he, he fans out the cards to you and says, pick three.
3: It's not uh, normally how it's done, but fine.
2: Uh, and you can also roll to fuck with this again. Your your first attempt did not oh. work, but you okay. have multiple chances to engage with the cards because this is this is a game that he knows you are both playing, which is yeah. who can uh, yeah. occult
3: okay. <laughs> this
2: <Cool. laughs> setup.
3: Uh, would I have to reroll the Rouse track again?
2: Uh, if you want to Rouse... Uh, it's the same thing. No, I'm going to allow you to just go with okay. that one on this one because this is all very, very quick. Come on.
3: One, two, three, four. Four successes.
2: Uh, You can see, like, basically, you try to fuck with the cards, and he manages to stop you from doing that subtly through the push and pull. But you can also feel him trying to manipulate the cards, and you manage to stop him from doing that. So you don't get to force cards you want, but he actually can't force the cards he wants. Okay. Which means you are ending up with a clean reading. Yeah. Which is a surprise, and is something only the two of you are aware of. <laughs> okay. But this has just become like, oh shit! What are the cards going to say? Because no one's rigging the deck to tell their own story. Can you roll me a wits and a cult? This is going to be the one for all the marbles. <laughs> you will have to rouse check again for this one if you if okay, you want it. You want the extra die?
3: Uh, that's no, I did not get that. Okay. <sighs> one, two, three, four
2: four mm-hmm. Dylan Zane flips over the first card and it is the pyramid. It is a pyramid only behind it. There is a larger pyramid and a larger pyramid. And you can see the sun with each pyramid shifting closer to a moon. And he says, ah, the, the pyramid is growing. Mm. Just exponential growth in the future. Isn't that exciting? Knowing that there's going to be more and more of this organization. Mm beautiful beautiful and he flips over the second card and you see a combination of blood and metal there are chains inside a river of blood that are just hanging forwards he says "Mm, the vitae keeping us together keeping things chained you unable to escape us us unable to escape you i mean we know where this all ends don't we And he flips the last card and you see him stiffen (laughs) for the first time because this card is a whirling vortex. And you know this card means chaos. This is an indeterminate card of the future. It is not a card that is against you. It is not a card that is for you. It suggests there will be great upheaval and the future can still be changed. There is no prediction on how this story will end. And, And Dylan takes a moment and swallows and just says, the future is unknown to you. I can picture it with all of the Tremere and- Liar. It will end. (gasps) Surrender the pyramid. Surrender the pyramid. Uh, And then Everett, you appear just as he's standing up to exit.
5: Uh, If he's standing up to exit, I don't want to flex on him too hard. I want to check in with Doris and Val and make sure that it's- is he about to leave peacefully? So I will <laughs> clock him, but immediately turn to Doris and Val yeah. and say, uh, "Is everything all right here?"
3: Mister Zane was just leaving in a little bit of confusion.
2: No confusion. I know the future. We all do. Tremier powers. Liar. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> <he just laughs> breaks character furiously. It stomps off with five people behind him, being like, "Hail you, hail Dylan Zane!" But even they seem a little bit thrown <laughs> off by how angry he is, storming away.
6: Enjoy the fucking festival.
2: <laughs> Are his cards still on the table? Uh, he's taken his
5: deck with him. Ah. He's taking his deck with him. Okay. But, oh, the do I still have the flipped, pyramid
3: card? You have. Yeah. I'm going to use this in some weird ritual, y'all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you say to each other after this kind of strange confrontation?
3: I apologise for bringing my past business in here, but I don't think he's going to give up. If anything, I think that reading might have just made him angrier and more confused.
5: Well, what did the reading say?
3: Chaos, Mr Fry. Chaos within the Tremere and the Pyramid. And they don't like chaos, unless it's of their own making, which this isn't. We can't control this. And they like to control people. It's why I left. One of the reasons why I left.
2: Doris, I will say based on your role and based on the tarot cards as it flipped, it also means you don't know how things end with the pyramid, which for you might be unsettling because you'd very much like, uh, and Doris wins. Like the chains are Mm -hmm. broken and everyone's free. That did not get said. It also did not end with, and Doris is jailed forever. And it didn't say whether everyone lived or died. It's just this weird, that the blood and chains exist. You're not escaping the pyramid, but you don't know how that story ends.
3: The future's so shiny. It's hard to see it.
5: Right. Look, I wanna talk to you more about this. Uh, Just like you said, these folk ain't ain't gonna give up on you. They're gonna keep coming after you. And-
3: Unless we kill them, yes.
5: Yeah. Uh, So, look, if after our little encounter with uh, the Noté Nostra tonight, we we have some time, I'd like to talk to you about some possible next steps I've been kind of thinking on.
3: Oh, next steps. I love that. Very bureaucratic.
5: Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to need your uh, kind of know-how of the pyramid to see how feasible that might be.
3: Just call me your Spider-Man.
5: Uh, I look at Val. Did she just learn
6: what Spider-Man is? Yeah. No, they're going to be a problem. They also not so subtly threatened to kick all the vampires into torpor and murder townspeople, so... Oh, yes, they did that.
5: Well, that gives us grounds to hit back pretty fucking hard as the Sheriff's (laughs) Department of New Haven, so... Oh, yay. Thank you for letting me know that. What happened to the security?
2: (laughs) And then you hear that the whine of the speakers above you and the nibbler's voice comes on to announce the mortal kindred three-legged race. I would love to hear that announcement.
6: (laughs) Good evening, New Haven. It's only about time. You've got five minutes left. You better take your leggies over to the three-legged race. Put on by the Nibbler. You can get shirts along the way. Forgot your shirt? Need an extra shirt? Pick one up on the way over to the three-legged human vampire race. Yeah, Friendship Festival. Nibbler out.
8: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host blood and syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dumdums Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds, you can add names and locations to the shows, or at the $25 level, you can even create your own npc of darkness or light or whatever various lighting solution you want you create your character and they appear in one of our shows causing all forms of shenanigans and your name ends up in the credits it's a pretty sweet deal in any case join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the night ah 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 spooky
2: Cambridge Canterbury knowing that you also paid for half of the festival and thus want to have an equal number of announcements. What is the announcement that immediately comes on from you after the nibbler announces the race? Uh
7: just a reminder to everyone that uh Cambridge Canterbury Hills also a sponsor of the three-legged <laughs> oh. race. Uh we must not forget that. Uh C- come on, come on. Well, I mean, don't, don't come on. We've already done our thing. And he just kind of mutters into. Oh, this is. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> you're kind of
4: like <laughs> getting softer and louder as he's like looking around and like mouth no, not on the microphone. <laughs> like, uh, Canterbury out. Uh.
2: I was going to say and Cambridge uh you you forget to hit the button to to go off air. Yeah. Uh and you start getting a phone call from your mother and we can only hear your half of it but it is being broadcast through the fair. I would love to hear that just for a, a, a good 40 seconds before somebody figures out you're still leaning on the button.
4: You just hear a Uh,
7: uh yes, hello mother. <laughs> yes. No. No 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 yes i'm still i'm still yes, I'm still running the tacky rack no, I'm not <laughs> going to stop running the tacky rack i don't know no. mother 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 it's a it's a legitimate business, mother, this is what you wanted this is what you wanted for me this is no okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right about everything, and I hate you! Bye. Ah! Uh, you're,
2: you're, you're still <laughs> holding the button to broadcast. You're, you're still holding the button to broadcast.
7: What? Wait, just- that's just an example of one of the many uh, dramatizations that we provide at the Tacky Rack. <sighs> Just and how do I end this?
2: The speakers finally cut out as Cambridge Canterbury is forced to figure out how to try to make an embarrassing call with someone's mom a new sexy performance at the tacky rack to cover this mistake. <laughs> Meanwhile, Evangeline, you've got your your final puppeteer. Kids uh, are, are are exiting, having completed their speeches. You're feeling pretty good. Uh, And uh, I've
4: learned I've just I've learned so much about things that I never thought I would learn about the things that kids are into. I don't I don't get it.
2: And Teddy comes up to you and he's visibly a little drunk and he's like, this festival's awesome. Did you see Val was like losing arm wrestling, which had to be a performance, but also kind of seemed like it didn't. Also, I don't know if you've met my coworker. This is uh, Margaret Hexton House. Uh, and Margaret Hexton House walks over <laughs> and she she is a Nosferatu that is visibly flaking. Just head to toe all the time. <laughs> dressed in a very 1950s uniform that is just covered in full body dandruff. Uh, and, and she's like, I do wiring with your husband. Oh,
4: wow. it's 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 great to finally meet you, Margaret. Evangeline holds out a hand. It's...
2: Oh, Mar- Margaret will shake that hand. Oh, it's, weird and it's, flaky. Yep, two hands on a hand, shaking the whole thing. Like, your hands flaked, your sleeves flaked. It's disgusting. Yeah. So good to meet you. Anyways, I gotta go. I, here's the thing. I'm not married, and you gotta get married to get promoted in this town. And she walks what? away, and Teddy's like, it's not true. She, again, really caught up in the 1950s, but also seems confused about oh. gender roles. It, she 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 does her best. Hasn't started that many fires. I think it's a net gain. At least she's yeah, nice.
0: It's, it's like the flakiness, like a
4: problem when you're working with things that spark.
2: Yeah, I've I've mentioned this before. It's not good. Like she, it's bad. It, the wiring is bad and the flakes are bad. But you, you know, I don't. It's what's is it head and shoulders. I don't think it'll fix it. Do you think Doris could make some kind of super head and shoulders with some blood in it and then better?
4: I mean, maybe, but I think the question is, does Margaret want that?
2: Oh, you're so kind. You always think the right thing, and you always do the right thing, and you're so nice, and that's why I love you so much.
4: Evangeline kind of pats Teddy on the shoulder, thanks. (laughs) Look
2: at you, putting me first like you always do. You're the best. So you have fun with your police friends, and I'm going to go join this. (gasps) Do you want to do the race with me?
4: Um. Actually, why not?
2: Yes! Fuck yes! We're going to win this fucking race. Uh, and he is <laughs> amped. Uh, Teddy, you know he has a bit of a competitive streak, even though yeah. he's not good at sports. He's just somebody who can't help himself but get really excited. And
4: Evangeline's just realized, like, the purpose of the friendship festival is to show, like, unity and what better than, like, a married, like, human
2: kindred couple
4: <laughs> showing that. <laughs>
2: Very clever. So you are all heading over to the three-legged race, either as security or to watch the Tremere or do the things uh, you're doing. The question is, knowing that this is a friendship festival that needs to demonstrate kinship, mortal friendship, you've all got a race. Because it'd be weird if as the hosts you didn't. Who do you want to have as your mortal partners for this race?
6: Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's possible but Val wants to just leave and go to the police station.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Okay,
6: I, In Val's mind, she's rationalizing it like, okay, this race is going to take some time. Don't fucking want to do this shit. Also, the police station is on the northern end of the town, so closer to where the action will eventually be, Val would yeah. just... if Even if anyone knows, she'd just be, I got to go do something, and then leave... <laughs>
2: So Val says, I got to go do something and then leaves. Doris (laughs) is heading towards the race because we know Doris prioritizes this festival as the number one priority of friendship. (laughs) Everett, what do you do? You have Officer Val leaving and Doris heading towards a race along with the crowd.
5: Yeah, I would say just if this was a festival with no impending attack, he'd be maybe more inclined to participate. But I think he'd be more interested in... uh, getting in touch with uh her name was uh was it was it mama something uh the um madre madre thank you sorry uh yeah getting in touch with uh madre about uh like the the impending attack like it's getting close to that time um and making sure that everything is ready to
2: go cool madre uh when you approach so the the fed the race lineup has been set along main street from what one end of main is
4: street it ryan cuz evangeline the would have checked her it's watch. about
2: 10, 10:30. 10, You're going to have okay. the race, then things okay. will start to wind down. you can start clearing people out to have everybody out kind of at the 11 o'clock. Like, physically out at 11, as opposed to starting to round up the crowd at 11, which seems like a terrible event design, and I don't think any of you are that stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But the main street itself is going to be where the race is taking place, from one end of the festival to the other. The crowd who aren't competing have all lined up on the sidewalks so they can watch the race (laughs) as it goes by.
4: Are we doing Uh, this on concrete?
2: Yes.
4: (laughs) On asphalt? Yes, you are. Oh, no. So many Uh, skinned knees.
2: (laughs) Well here's here's a question. Doris, can you roll me a d10? Yes? 2 yeah, he's concrete. Uh, if, Doris had, if Doris had thought ahead, the sponsors might have laid out a carpet of some kind, but it was not part of the deal. Admittedly, they're very hostile, so, so it's going to be a coin flip on whether or not they're going to do this. So it's concrete. Uh, at the other end are the competitors. You can see a number of different vampires from the different clans. They've, it seems like some of them have chosen mortals at random, but there are a couple of Bruja who are clearly a little bit liquored up, uh, probably drinking some blood with some booze in it, uh, with friends from the Bruja district. Again, they are the most connected to the mortals in their area of all of the local clans, the Nosferatu have some like party freaks that are with them. Like there's a bunch of a bunch of people ready to race, representing all the different groups. Uh, Madre is among them. Madre is ready to run, uh, and <laughs> she's just got Giro as her partner because she can tie him oh. to the to her thigh and just hold him and fucking book it. <laughs> she's clearly That's got amazing. a plan to win.
6: Oh my god,
2: uh, Doris. I, who who's your who's your mortal partner for the three-legged race?
3: Um, I like to think that she just stood there and just kind of put herself into some kind of fun little funky trance and the first human that like brushed by her, uh, that's who she chose.
2: <laughs> are you okay? What? are you're standing in the middle of the crowd with your eyes closed with your arms out? I think humming. Are you, like, really baked?
3: (laughs) I'm looking for a partner, and you are that partner.
2: Whoa. Things are moving fast, but I'm cool with it. Uh, We have to
3: move fast. That's the whole point.
2: Yeah, you're you're looking at Jesse Whitaker, who who is uh, a mortal in town. He is six foot seven with a massive mohawk that pushes him to almost eight and a half feet. He's got a ton of piercings. He's wearing full denim vest with no shirt underneath and jeans. This and is just Val in disguise. Cowboy boots. <laughs> he's, he's Val if you stretched Val on a rack uh, and <laughs> removed all the aggression because he just, he's got that like okay. chill, calm, a little bit stone vibe, man. All right. He's like, all right, we're going to move fast. I'm cool with it.
3: All right. Now we race.
2: Whoa. You
3: have to tie your leg to mine.
2: Okay. Are we racing at like the altar? What you said? We were together now.
3: Yeah, for for the for the race.
5: Oh my God! Someone is weirding Doris out. Odd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for the race, yeah, to the altar, because we're in love. This is going to be a forever relationship. Oh, I can't I wait I've to I've get made married. A bad decision. I've always wanted to have kids. what, yeah, what do you want to name them?
3: Uh, oh. <laughs> Well, I have to go. We have to go. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good name for a kid. We have to go. Give some real forward momentum. And they can leave a party whenever they want. Uh, and he's just walking forward with you oh to get your legs tied together. God. Um, Everett, you are approaching the, the lineup for the starters for the race. You can see Madre uh, among the contestants with Giro. I uh, do you just want to approach and stand in the middle without a partner? Do you want to try to get a partner and just get near Madre? What's your strategy here? It is in the middle of an event.
5: Yeah, I see her plan there as she has a child strapped to her thigh, uh, and so I'm just going to meet her <laughs> at the finish line. <laughs> so I just, I just go down the road.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why. So you you go to the end. Jiro's uh, excited. The crowd is all all super amped. Uh, and we get the pre-race announcement from the Nibbler and Cambridge Canterbury, who have the microphones. What do you say to hype up this this amped crowd?
6: <laughs> all right, everybody. I hope you're on your starting lines and you've got everything. Everyone's looking great out there tonight. I can see, man, there's a whole row of people. Are you all ready? If you're all ready, say, yeah, Nibbler.
2: <laughs> can you roll me <laughs> five D10s? <laughs> yes.
6: one success
2: (laughs) Nibbler is wearing a shirt that says the Nibbler and then it's just got quickly added at the bottom piss pants uh, and there's like a yellow thing on it none of the merch has been moving the crowd there's one guy who goes do the fucking race and that's (laughs) all you get (laughs) that's the
4: Nibbler (laughs) And Ed- then Cambridge Canterbury just wanting to win over the crowd is like, in the words of that guy, "Let's do the fucking race."
2: Can you roll me five d tens?
4: Yeah. Uh, it's two crits and an additional success.
2: <laughs> the crowd's like. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, just, just fucking absolute apeshit response. <laughs> Several people start a chant just like "fuck the nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> the nibbler," which is a big win for Cambridge and probably not the best for the nibbler. But hey, nibbler, They're people are talking name. about you. They're saying it. People are talking just about extra fucking words. The nibbler. Yeah. just, yeah. just yeah.
6: words around it.
2: The name recognition is getting out there. Yes. Uh, Doris, you have Jesse with you, and your legs are tied together. What is your strategy for this race? Also, it seems like you're afraid of Jesse. <laughs> How does that affect your strategy for the race?
3: I, I feel like our, her strategy was going to be um, just clinging to his back like a spider and letting him run because... Or like clinging to his side because their legs are together and just like letting
4: him run.
2: That that would work. Honestly, he's tall enough. You could probably just cling to a leg. Exactly. And just, he's just got a weird peg leg on the one side. Yeah.
4: Evangeline's looking around and watching, seeing how these people like Jiro's feet aren't touching the ground, Doris is on guys sky. <laughs> back. It's like, does no one, does no one know how to run a three-legged? Like, this is, oh, oh God. Yeah. To so be Evangeline- fair, I don't
3: think, I don't think uh, Doris knew what three-legged races really were <laughs> when she decided to <laughs> add one to the
2: festival. <laughs> uh, Evangeline, what is your strategy with Teddy for the three-legged race? Because he's clearly up for whatever that you've got in mind.
4: Well, it, since no one's following the rules of an actual three-legged race, Evangeline's <laughs> going to rouse the blood and just be like, Teddy, get on my back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yay. All right. Uh, so the, the the gun is prepared. Uh, Nibbler and Cambridge Canterbury both wrestle over it and then accidentally fire it uh, while doing that. So it just goes off in a random direction and they both just are yelling at each other while also feeling early onset tinnitus. Uh, And what I need from all of you is, can you roll me... Well, I guess, Doris, you're riding someone, so you don't roll anything. Um, Evangeline, can you roll me an athletics and I would take strength or dexterity or Uh, stamina, whichever you uh, want
4: to use. I think dexterity. <laughs> dexterity makes sense, uh, and I succeeded on my rouse checks.
1: So. All
4: right, that is one, two, three, four, four successes.
2: Four successes. Wow. Okay. So the the lineup. Takes off. Some a little bit early, some a little bit late. It's clear most people are leaning on the vampires for the speed. Uh, people just book it. And it is a combination of some mortals dragging vampires down and falling down at the beginning. Nobody's hurt, but they just hey. clearly did not sync up terribly well. Uh and the race sprints forwards. Doris, Jesse's actually moving pretty decently. Uh, you're <laughs> surprised that you're not completely blown out of the water by the vampires. Uh, but He is immortal, now carrying an extra body. He cannot keep up with the vampires who are carrying (laughs) humans in almost every other case. And when it comes to the end of the race, there there are a number of groups sprinting forwards. But the race ends in a tie, in a shocking twist, between Evangeline and Teddy and Madre and Giro. Wow. The crowd goes nuts. Uh, The announcement is made, but there is only one trophy. And it's being brought over by Cambridge Canterbury... And the nibbler who are both yanking on it to try to be the only one to give it to the winners. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, it's clear that they're not equipped to actually figure out what to do with this trophy Doris yeah. uh, or Evangeline. Yeah. I, what, Evangeline what do you do?
4: would speak up
2: great. Evangeline, point. You can just take this over. They're not ready for, for sure. This.
4: Uh, she just, she, she grabs the microphone. Um, all right, everyone, Teddy and I, we've been together for a long time. Like, you know, we've, we, we, you know, we've, we've done three-legged races before, so it was an unfair contest. We have to give it to Madre and Giro.
2: Congratulations. Oh, this is the best. Yes! Yes! Madre's going fucking crazy, <laughs> running through the crowd, carrying Giro on one shoulder and the trophy on the other. People are going nuts. Teddy's like, oh, man, I really wanted that trophy, though. We, we did so good.
4: I, I, I know, but this, this wasn't for us. This is it's for the town and I think it's it's better
2: this See, way. This is why I love you. You put everybody ahead of you and you're like so nice. I know I don't say it enough, but like you're so nice and you look after me and you've made so many sacrifices because this bad thing happened to you and you're just protecting me and I love you.
4: Yeah, I, I love I love you too, Teddy.
2: This is the best. I gotta go find Margaret and tell her that I secretly won.
4: Yeah, but but first we need can you do that tomorrow? Because we need to get everyone out of here. And you got to go back because, remember, we don't know my what's ride. happen. Okay, well, then you need go to Go find, find
2: Margaret and go home?
4: And go home right away. Mm.
2: There's a nice way of saying I'm too drunk, isn't it? Absolutely. That's valid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Val, valid. is like your coworker. Bye. And uh, he just fucks off. Um wow. And that continues. <laughs> Meanwhile, Doris, you're being untied from the leg of Jesse, Jesse Whitaker. <laughs> it's like, all uh-huh. right, so we, do you want to get married now? Or should we go <laughs> on a date?
3: I'm like 400 years older than you. Where are you getting this?
2: Well, age is just a number. No, that's what I learned from all the vampires. No. Yeah.
3: No, that's not true at all.
2: I've lived like a thousand years when I was on shrooms. <laughs>
3: And I think Doris is just going to kind of start backing away from him and walking, just staring him in the eyes, uh, and not saying anything.
2: A long distance relationship. I get it. I get it. Goodbye, tiny person. <laughs> we'll always have that child we might one day have, uh, and he just turns and walks off. Meanwhile, We're Val, a
3: strange man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Val, you have headed back to the station. Mm-hmm. Are you driving? Are you walking? Are you taking Doris's tricycle? I know you're not. I just had to remind everyone that Doris <laughs> rode a tricycle. Yeah. Nice oh,
6: event. I had a tricycle. It's so, a tricycle parked right next to yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, which well. she quote
2: unquote found, which means Doris definitely stole a tricycle from a child. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
6: Val would take the squad car and on the way, on the way out, while everyone is distracted by the race, she would totally have taken a snow cone to take Will's snow cone.
2: Oh, that's very nice. What flavor? Just so we know.
6: Blue. I don't. She doesn't know what flavors they are. They're colored. I don't
2: know. Yeah, that's blue. That's a that's a flavor of silicone. Yeah. I buy that. <laughs> uh, so you <laughs> drive the back, car back. yeah. You drive back to the station. Uh, Barty is present because somebody had to be in the office, and he decided to let Troy go to the festival because it seemed like Everett was being nice to him for some reason after the incredibly wasted spaghetti dinner. Uh, so he just kind of gives you a, a wave and is like, "What are you doing back?"
6: Val would not not even talk to him or right? she's just walking through and she would take off the hat, <laughs> Doris's hat, and toss it on a table and walk back to where the cells are.
2: Barty looks at the hat and then confusedly puts it on <laughs> and <laughs> remains by the phone. All right. Uh, and You walk into the the side cell area. So there are three cells. In this if i'm correct yes i remember three cells it's been like 40 something episodes which means <laughs> like i don't know a year but there are three cells um will is in the one closest to the entrance to this area the center cell is, is empty and the third cell you can't see from from where you're standing but he is just sitting there staring at the floor and he does not look up when the door opens um, not to his would... cell to be clear you'd have to open that separately right. you have the ability to do that you've got the keys it's not a problem but uh you've got the door into that area open
6: she would come in and like knock on one of the bars in a place she knows it wouldn't hurt her
2: yep there are a few <laughs> and
6: of yep and then hey kid i I brought you this from the festival
2: just i gotta try i gotta check something about will here for a second <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. He shit the bed so hard. <laughs> That's four ones on five dice. Uh, oh,
4: my God.
2: I'm really mad at you, but you know I can't resist a snow cone. Uh, and he just goes and takes it. He's like, this is really nice. Thank you. Uh, and he sits down and he's just eating it really angrily, but he could not stand, it. he could not resist the snow cone as a peace offering. He tried, but shit the bed so hard. Oh,
6: good, good. Bell stand in silence for a minute and he's just crunching. <laughs> uh, f- I'm fucking sorry about all this. I We gotta figure something else out. You can't just fucking stay in here, but you can't leave New Haven.
2: Why are you jailing me just because I'm in love? All I want to do is be with my girlfriend, and then you tried to, like, throw a car at her, and then you put me in jail. This is bullshit.
6: Yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit. I checked the tapes from the gas station it's I know you think you're feeling something Sh- uh, Daria fucking blood bonded do you remember you remember what that is
2: what no it's real you're and, 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 do you want to know why it happened so fast because your your weird friend told me that I had to find that feather and if I put it under my pillow I'd fall in love and I went and I got that feather and I put it under my pillow and the next day Daria came in, and then I had dreams about her, and now we're in love. <laughs>
6: Okay, look. like God damn it. I get it. I get that you're... I want you to have a fucking normal life here. Not filled with vampire bullshit. Okay.
2: Then can you help Daria? Because she she had to move all the drugs in here because the vampire mafia was going to kill her. That's why I was helping. I had to save her life.
6: So that's what she told you, huh? Yeah. Look, you can't You can't leave New Haven and you got to stop fucking talking to her.
2: Why would I do that? I'm saving her life. She loves me and I love her.
6: Val Val takes a moment and kind of paces around in a circle and comes back. Look, I know it feels really real, but vampires like that, they can get into your head and do things. Doris can too.
2: Tell me that this feeling isn't real
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking I'm fucking sorry, okay? It's not that I don't want that for you. I just want it to be real.
2: Can you roll me
7: <laughs>
2: Oh man? This could be a charisma, it could be a resolve. Or it could be... I don't think it's a manipulation. It could be, but I don't think it is. Uh, charisma would be if you're trying to talk to him like heart to heart. And resolve would be if you're trying to like push this hard truth through even though it kind of hurts both of you.
6: Yeah, I think it's a resolve for sure.
2: Yeah, uh, resolve and persuasion uh, if you're trying to convince him that you are correct. Or resolve and streetwise if you're just trying to convince him that Daria is is lying about stuff.
6: Okay. I'm going to do resolve and streetwise, but because I have... Shitty humanity, I have to take one dice away, so I'm going to roll to try and get the dice back. Hmm.
2: That's reasonable.
6: Okay, I passed it. Thank God. All right, so Great. here's my dices. Just one success. That's all I got.
2: No. She wouldn't lie to me. You just don't want me to date. You're worried that if I date a vampire, I'm just gonna, I don't know what, become a vampire and then what, like she and I would be together forever and I wouldn't have to, I don't know, live in this stupid apartment, be protected from everything. Why can't I be the strong one? Why can't I have my own life?
6: (laughs) It's not, it's not what it fucking is. Okay, here, I'll fucking prove it to you, all right? Okay. You're gonna make me a promise. If you promise me that you don't fucking talk to her, and you don't see her, and you stay here for three months. If after three months you still feel the same, fucking take Cherry and go where the fuck you want.
2: After three months, you make me a vampire.
6: We've talked about this. I'm not fucking doing that.
2: Well, that's freedom, and you know that. Otherwise, I could just take the car, and I could go find some vampire somewhere, and I could just get turned by a rando stranger.
6: You you don't fucking want this. You don't. We've talked about it before, and this is just the... the, This is the blood bond talking. This is not... (sighs)
2: you just gonna keep me here forever? You think that's gonna keep me safe? How many people died in that fucking explosion the other week? You didn't. They did.
6: But don't you want don't you wanna f- fucking fall in love with someone and have a family or do fucking human garbage or something? I don't
2: know. Do you love me? Are we a family? Because right now I'm just like a dude in a cage.
6: You're not you you're not that you've never been that to me. Of course we're a fucking family.
2: So then you can have that as a vampire, can't you? So I can have that as a vampire
6: i if if that's really what you want fucking fucking fine, and val kicks this the jail cell. <laughs> Whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck will make you fucking happy.
2: Cool. (laughs) See you in three months.
6: She walks out.
2: Can you roll me a wits and awareness, Val? Oh,
4: my God.
6: Oh, my God. All of them are successes. Five successes.
2: On your way out of the station, rage is running through you, and you're reasonably sure that he is just getting the deal to be a vampire in three months so he can go back to Daria and you won't physically be able to stop him from leaving. You're reasonably sure. Okay. But not completely sure.
1: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C Our theme songs are what's really going on right now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazz Art, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org.
2: omg it's big nick D and things norma byers schrodinger's pepper guy edwards flea unit madre de Gatos. lady maiden melissa rain Mithrien, and, and Noel laplante if you want your name to be added to this list you can join our patreon too at patreon.com slash dice thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you